Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Elaine Terzo, who owns a SaaS agency and offers premium and customized done-for-you services combined with business consulting. And yes, you can automate your business while staying authentic. I love that approach. You have to be authentic. Elaine, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, so, so welcome. Can you just expand a bit more on, you know, where you are with your business today? Because I know it's sort of, it's evolving and it's changing, but who, who do you love working with? I love working with um, entrepreneurs that accidentally made their first six figures in their business. And now they're going, now what do I do? Like, how do I replicate those results? How do I scale and a lot of times when you accidentally make six figures in your business, you didn't, you, you, you hustled, right? We hustled, we got there and we don't have the systems in place. We don't have the things that we need in order to replicate those results. So those are some of my favorite people to work with was, oh crap, I accidentally, I just did my taxes and I accidentally made six figures. Oops, I, don't know how I that slipped and I made six figures. Uh, yeah. now what? Yeah, because, and I'll tell you why, because that happened to me two years ago. I accidentally, I wasn't paying attention. I was just in the grind, right? Mm-hmm. I was so focused on serve, 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 serve that I wasn't paying attention. And all of a sudden I was like, you know, end of the year, do your reports. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> because I had no clue. And that was before I even had mm-hmm. the SaaS agency. So I became an agency, um, a go high level agency, um, June of last year. And that has been an amazing ride so far. I really love, cause I love technology. It just, Oh, it gets me so excited when you go, Oh my God, it could do that. Yes, it can do that. And so, uh, it's been really, really fun for me to help other business owners, get their shit together because that's what I figured out how to do for myself. And I can mm. turn around and help other people do the same. Cool. Let's be a bit more specific. So what is yeah. this shit that you talk about? What mm. do you actually help people to do? What do they get from working with you? Yeah. So I love to look at all the things. So I want to know about their customer experience from start to finish. I'm going to go audit your shit. I'm going to go investigate. I'm going to go see how easy or how difficult is it for me to do business with you? I, I go everywhere. I dive deep. And I ask them, if you had a magic wand, 
what would you do different in your business? If you had to start all over from scratch at ground zero, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently? And when I have that kind of behind the scenes information, I can help them figure out, okay, so when someone, you know, downloads your free gift, this is what that experience is going to be like. When someone books a call with you, this is what that experience is going to be like. Mm. Really helping them figure out how do they want to run their business? How do they want their customers to feel about when they work together? It's not, any anybody can sell lipstick, right? We're not really buying the lipstick. We're buying the person that connected us or whatever to the lipstick. We're buying the person. People are buying me. So they're not necessarily buying the CRM. They're buying what I do for them. They buy the, oh, thank God, that relief. Yeah, making life knowing. easier. Yes. Better. But that, that question you asked them. So if, yeah. if you can wave a magic wand, I, I love yeah. to hate that question. It's like, oh God, that question again. But there's yeah. magic to it. There is. Time and time again, what what do you find your clients say? Is there a pattern that hindsight normally goes towards, this is what we do, and you can almost yeah. preempt it? What is that? So what I see is that they, they don't have what I call their shit together. They don't have their shit together. They are feeling scattered. They were just like me. I had 13 different systems and softwares and programs and all the things trying to run my business. And I felt like a hot mess express. So what they don't have is kind of everything under one roof that is talking to each other, that is working together, that is doing things automatically. I Mm. just helped a client yesterday kind of help her reverse engineer. She was really trying to figure out how do I get only this group of people? I only want to work with this very certain specific type of person. It's not that I don't want to help these other people, but how do I just serve them? So we came up with a way of kind of using automations to self-select and self-disqualify, but still support and help them. You know, and I'm like, oh, it was so fun. It was so fun to help them come up with kind of that roadmap, but it was that reverse engineering. And then Mm -hmm. it's also her giving herself permission to say, I don't want to help these people. I love them, but I don't, that's not where my heart is. And it was me saying, just help these people. She was like, oh my God, thank you. Like she just needed someone to confirm that it was okay for her to not work with everyone, but so to what was controlling it? What, what was the fear? What was the doubt? What was it's it that was scarcity? In the way? It's the what if I'm so specific and mm-hmm. I'm not helping everyone that now I'm losing out on money because these people over here are willing to pay me for something, but it's not what I love doing. Mm-hmm. So it's being able to say, like, I had to tell her, like, when you say no to, to that, you're saying yes to this. Mm-hmm. Like you're telling the universe what you want and you're telling the universe what you don't want. So if you're doing the thing you love and your energy is focused on that thing you love, you're going to attract more of that. If you're not in alignment, you're going to be very miserable. You're going to be so miserable and like wishing that you would have, that you would have said no. Like, why did I say yes to this client? This is awful. This is not what I want to do. 
well, there's the compromise to be able to, yeah, yeah it's some clients, it's some money. I need this. Now that we goes so far. That. Logically, we all hit it. Logically, we've all made dumbass decisions yeah. and yeah. hired the wrong clients. We know yes. that. We've probably seen it with ourselves. Trouble is, how do you manage that? The emotional mm-hmm. roller coaster as an entrepreneur, the ability to have the confidence to say no, because that is a yep. skill. It is yep. tough. So logically, we all get that. Logically, mm-hmm. it's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. logically, what you just told me, just today you were coaching, or was it today or yesterday? You said you just coached your clients. Great. So you've helped someone through that. Mm-hmm. However, what you just eloquently described, you were joking offline with me before about here's your biggest challenge. It's exactly yep. the same thing. So yep. what we know we need to do and actually do it ourselves, let's hold space for that. It's, it's so tough. Hard. It's so hard. It is. It is. It is so freaking hard to step into that discomfort of something that's new, something that's mm-hmm. unfamiliar, uncharted territory. I, we don't, we can't predict the future. We don't know what's going to happen. There's um, I've been working through, like, I feel like being an entrepreneur, there's like, you have to have a lot of self-awareness, mm-hmm. self-compassion, self-love, and just empathy and just kind of this, like, we're going through our own stuff. We care, we're carrying everything that's happened in our life with us into our business. And I discovered, um, it was, it was a couple of years ago that I went on this retreat and I used to be a photographer. So I was a photographer for 10 years and I was real, I was done. Right. But I didn't have the balls to quit and like figure out what I wanted to do. And I was, I was scared because I'm giving up income. What am I going to do? And I went to this retreat. um, The person that was running the retreat said to me, he said, I want you to walk around the room and tell people that you charge $50,000 for a photo shoot. And I'm like, like that makes me want to vomit. Right. But I didn't know why. I didn't know why that made me so uncomfortable. And it made me want to crawl out of my skin really is kind of what it did. And what I discovered a couple of years later, it was like this, all of a sudden, I just got this thought in my head, like a little, like a bolt of lightning that said, what if you don't meet that expectation? Someone pays you $50,000. What kind of expectations are they going to have of you? And what if you don't live up to that? Mm. So really it's not, it it was like, is this photo worth $50,000? I'm not Annie Leibovitz, like what the hell? Like I'm not a celebrity photographer, but somehow her photos have more value than this family or this woman, or like, it was a very weird psychological thing that I was like, oh no, like that's a whole, that's uncharted territory that I had to really kind of dig in. Like, where's that coming from? So what was it? What did that, what did that one experience help you to unlock? It was that it was like, okay, so how do I work through that? Right. So how do I work through that? And what I decided was that what I really needed to do was I needed to set the expectations at the beginning in order to avoid disappointing people, which comes back to my childhood when I skipped school and my dad told me he was disappointed in me and stabbed me in the heart, right? Like take away my birthday, but don't tell me you're disappointed in me. Good Lord. You know? (laughs) And so I was like, okay, so to not meet expectation equals disappointment. 
right? So if I know where disappointment comes from, how can I avoid disappointing people is I can let set the expectation up front. This is what you can expect from me. This is what I expect from you. Mm-hmm. Do we agree, right? And move forward and check in. I use this phrase all the time when I am coaching people and I will ask them, does that feel like it's an alignment for you? So if I come up with like a really big idea or something like that, mm. and we kind of talk through it and then I'll just ask them, does this feel like it's an alignment for you? Because it may not be, and that's okay. But if they say, yes, this is totally an alignment. Okay. We can move forward, but it's that check-in because then I'm making sure that we are on the same path because okay, if me, I'm me, over me. here and they're over here, that's where it's the, not, that's where the miscommunication happens. With what you just said there, that was mm-hmm. a, a, a big point. Is it in alignment for you? However, <laughs> maybe you can talk about this from your experience rather than your clients, but how the fuck do you know if you're in alignment? Because we're battling biology, thoughts, mm-hmm. emotions, there's, yep uncomfort and there's the wrong fucking thing yeah how do you know what is the right thing for you yeah and how do you know what is absolutely wrong so because we can convince ourselves that it's uncomfortable it's scary so obviously it's wrong what what's a different flavor for you what is that that you can distinguish between the two or is it still tough for you values so what i have to do is i sit down and i re rent uh what's the word? Often I go through these value cards and I just kind of sit with them. And I do this periodically to see where am I at today? Because where I am today is not where I was three months ago. It's not where I was six months ago. And so knowing what my values are, knowing what's important to me, Mm. I use those as a filter, as a funnel to decipher any ideas that come through because of my pop rocks that I get, that I mentioned, I get these intuitive downloads. I had to start realizing that not every idea was for me, that sometimes the ideas that I'm getting are for someone else. And so I kind of have to use this, like this tool of, of comparing, is this idea in alignment with my value of being kind? Is Mm. this, is this idea in alignment of my, of my value of, of systems, right? Is it in alignment with, with whatever, whatever my values are. And so I like to have between three to five words that kind of carry me through the year. My one word for the year, cause I like to choose a word of the year and this year, well, it seems like every year the word chooses me. And I didn't like this word. This word showed up repeatedly. And I was like, what the hell is going on? The word was disruptor. And to me, disruptor felt like the shh in the classroom, like you're disrupting people, you're you're bothering people. And so I had to choose a different like mindset to like, I, I did some research even on it. Like, what does it mean to have a disruptor mindset? Mm-hmm. And after I kind of read through it, I was like, oh, okay, like I can do that. This word has probably been the hardest for me to implement. I've had momentum and I've had clarity and I've had pivot and all the things, but I think disruptor has been the biggest challenge for me so far, because I realized the things I was doing was not in alignment with being a disruptor. I was still in my comfort zone doing the same old, same old shit. 
and wondering, why am I not getting a different result? Hello, right? So I have to disrupt everything that I'm comfortable with, everything that is safe, everything, whatever. And I, it's about trying new things. It's about um, putting myself out there. It's about charging more money. Even it makes me feel like I want to vomit, right? It's knowing my worth and knowing that it's okay. If someone says, no, they're not rejecting me personally. They're just saying, ah, I can't really swing that totally fine. So how is this disrupting gone into your into your clients because by association these things do spill out into everything that we touch so yeah. what has that meant for the way that you that you coach what you produce and the results that they're getting yeah so when and I'm very open like I'm an open book with my clients like I don't hold anything back you know what I mean I'm not like I try not I'm not I don't want to be an ego right where I'm better than you um because I feel like we're all kind of learning as we go and so I'm very open and, and forthright with them. And I let them know that this is the safe road. <laughs> you could take the safe road. That's okay. Um, this is the more advanced way. Like this is, this is maybe something that you're going to learn something new. You, you're going to have some challenges. You're going to have to work a little harder. You're going to have to push yourself. And that's cool too. And then you have the I like the call the WTF road, which is the, what the fuck am I doing here? How did I get here? Um, I'm scared. I'm terrified. And at the other side of that though, is that was amazing. I would totally do that again, but it's that it's, it's radical. It's like this radical decision that we make to do something that is so far beyond anything we've ever tried before. And I just let them know, I'm here to support you. You can change your mind at any time. And I'm just, I'm, I'm here to walk you through the process. Mm. I'm here to check in with you. I'm, if you need to cry, go ahead. Like I'm here. I'm not here to fix it for you, but I'm here to help you figure out what the solution is. I'm just a guide. I'm the, I'm going to be the one that's going to ask you the hard questions to help you figure out how to get yourself unfucked, right? Because that's, that's the only way that we can move forward is like I mentioned with the title of my book, that is exactly how I try to live my life. We got to get unfucked and we got to get out of our own damn way. And then we can get shit done, but we can't get shit done. If we are not yet, if we have not moved through those other two pathways, like they have to be done. Otherwise, let's make, this, let's make this real for you now. Where mm -hmm. are you currently within your business from your perspective, not your clients, but with yours? Yeah. Where are you at that? What the fuck? Half? Yeah. Where I are you now? Like constantly starting at the beginning. Like, I don't think I'm ever only in get shit done because with, with every new level comes a new devil, right? Like, it's like every time. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this new thing. Like I just did a summit. I just did a two day summit. I had 60 speakers, 15 panels. It was freaking amazing. And so now I'm like, okay, but now what's next? So I feel like I'm, I start at the beginning every single time and I have to mm. go through this. All right. What's the new mindset shit you got to go through today. Right. I got to get, I got to get out right? I have to work through whatever is holding me back. And then I can 
get out of my own way, which is really a choice. It's a decision, just making the decision to move forward. That's the whole book, by the way, just to, just decide, <laughs> just make the damn decision. And then from there, you can make your plan and decide how you want to put it into motion. Yeah, but it's all going to well saying, just make the damn decision. And I'm, I, I agree with you. Yeah. It's yes, yeah. yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. However, it's fucking tough as an entrepreneur, as a human yeah. being to, you, mm-hmm. you probably know what to do. Like, you know what to do. You've coached your clients through it and you're still facing the same problem yourself. You know who you should serve. You know what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. Logically, you know it. You wrote the fucking book on it. However, here we are Mm -hmm. and you're going through it at this new level in this new iteration of your business. So I think holding space for, we all know what to do. Yeah. But it's working through that next phase, the, the emotional, the controlling our, our body our fears when all that wants to do is say ah fuck stay safe don't kill yeah. me yeah mm-hmm. is that the so, daily battle for you oh so i've been i've uh, developed these alter egos and my favorite alter ego is fuck it felicia so fuck it felicia literally just she is a completely different person and um she has no, she has no filter and she just says it like it is. And so, um, I kind of joke that I have nine different personalities and they are all kind of like little people living inside my head, just like the movie inside out. So funny. I literally envision that that's what my brain is like. And I do this thing where when I'm feeling scared, when I'm feeling unsure, I say, thank you. I say, thank you for trying to keep me safe, Mm. but I need you to sit down and shut the fuck up because I'm trying to do something cool here. Like you're killing my vibe and it's, you know, childhood wounds, all the bullshit that comes out, you know, as we carry all that trauma with us into our business. And, but I have to be aware of it because if I'm not aware of it, then I'm going to wind, I'm going to wind up in a dark pit somewhere trying to, trying to get out And I don't want to be there. So I just have to be aware. And I also have more than one coach. I have business besties that I can call anytime and say, Mm -hmm. I need to, I need to talk something through like, and it's sometimes it's just that reassurance of, okay, that's what I thought. And it's the re it's the, yep. I should have trusted my gut. But it's nice to have someone to talk stuff out with. Like, we're not meant to do this alone. Every coach needs a coach. Every person needs support. If you can't afford a coach, find an accountability partner, find a business bestie, somebody that you can be accountable to and share your ideas with and just talk regularly and say, this is what's going on for me. What's going on for you? This is what I'm going to do. What are you going to do? When are you going to do it by? Okay, cool. When do you want to check in? Like we all need that. We, every single person, I don't know how I was a business owner without one before. I took the long way by not having a coach when I was a photographer. Had I gotten myself a coach when I started, I would have like literally broken through all the BS that I had to deal with of charging, being really cheap and taking three years to become a full-time photographer had I hired a coach I could have bypassed all that bullshit that I went through so much 
It's a tough thing because there's there's something beautiful in that. And I'm I'm agreeing with you. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Bypass it. Reduce the time. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the point. There are some lessons that we have to go through. Yes. Through this. So where is the because you can't just go straight to bench pressing 500 pounds. No. How do you work your way up there? There has Mm -hmm. to be incremental. So it's there is that level of again, I guess it's battling your experience, your genetics. Mm -hmm your Mm -hmm. all your experiences what is that right way for you where couldn't you find a coach because there's your inner battle there was your first challenge so it's trying to find out what is this and i love that we're going sort of full circle here it is the yeah having that guilt having that forgiveness having that Mm -hmm. uh, support for yourself as you go through Mm -hmm. something yeah you dumbass oh -hmm. well let's move forward yep chalk it up (laughs) lesson learned i learned I, i learned by doing Right. With I learned that, by doing mm-hmm. with all that experience, with all that you know. Mm-hmm. What's next? What are you focused on building and growing next? And what if you spoke to your future self, mm-hmm. would she be saying, Elaine, you dumbass, here's what you should have done? I try not to shit on myself. I really try hard not to shit on myself because it sounds like shit and nobody likes shit. Right. So I, I think, um, my future self would say you should have raised your prices a long time ago. You totally were worth it. Right. And so that is always my internal struggle is Mm. that I know that I'm worth more, but I worry constantly that I'm going to alienate people or push people away or people that I, you know, I have a very big network and I would hate for someone to say, Elaine's too good for me. She's, she charges so much money. I can't afford her. I I don't want people to feel like I'm unattainable, but I also want to be compensated for the time and effort and the energy that I put into helping someone. So it's Mm. this very weird like thing. And so I tell them, come on my podcast. Like I'll totally coach you for free there because then I can use that to help someone else very much to what you do. So it's this like, where's the fine line there of being charged, being, you know, being paid what you're worth versus still helping. And so I've kind of figured out like, that was one of my things that I was like, okay, for the year, like my goal is to help a hundred people for free. Like, how can I, how can I help someone for free? I don't have to always charge for everything I do. I have so much content. I have so many things out there that I'm like, here, take it. Like, what do you need? What can I, what, what resource can I give you? I don't want you to be stuck. Here you go. When you're done, come back and let me know how you did, you know, because I feel like there are so many, there are so many things out there that people are just in it for the money. I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it to serve. I'm in it to, to give back. I'm in it to help somebody become the best version of themselves. I'm in it to help somebody fulfill their dreams and decide they want to be an entrepreneur. Like Mm. I want to support that. I want us, I want everyone to succeed. There's enough room for everybody at the table. I don't want anyone to feel left behind because they don't have the money. Like it hurts my heart. So try to figure it out ways that I can still give back without feeling like I'm being I don't want to feel resentful either. Yeah. And I think there's a, there's a fine line here and mm-hmm. I'm going to tread it 
do I tread it carefully or just jump straight in? I don't jump know. Straight in. <laughs> you're saying that your challenge is charging your worth. You're saying mm-hmm. that your challenge is being seen for the value that you provide. Mm-hmm. And in the same breath, you're trying to give away everything for free. I like, know. Do not discount that that's the right thing to do. So I'm not saying it's wrong. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is you're holding two conflicting beliefs. You're yeah. having an action mm-hmm. that actually conflicts with what you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. So where is that coming from? And I know it's coming from good. If we go down enough, is it actually coming from a place of need? Is it coming from a place of hiding? Are you actually all the way back down to avoidance? Mm-hmm. It may be you might argue to your blue in the face, no. It might be yes. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But those two things are completely mm-hmm. separate. Mm-hmm. And you're holding out of the place of pride. Mm-hmm. I think there's a contradiction there. I think oh, there's a conflict. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would definitely agree with you. It is a conflict. It's a constant conflict. Constant conflict. So why do it? Oh, that's the million dollar question, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's a million dollar question. Why do it? Why do, why do we do what we do? You know? And I think it's the, the people pleaser, Phoebe, one of my personalities that loves to come and visit. Fucking hell, Phoebes. Come on. Come on, Phoebes. I mean, she has her place. She got mm-hmm. you to where you are today. Mm-hmm. We say it time and time again as the solopreneur, people pleaser, over delivering, undercharging, mm-hmm. over committing, no work-life yep. balance. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a tough place to be. And it's got you yep. so far. This got you to the accidental. What did you call it earlier? The accidental six figures. Accidental. Yep. Going to keep you at that level. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you know what's interesting is that I'm aware that I'm really good, like, for example, at waiting until the last minute to do shit. Why? Because it always works out. I'm really good under pressure. So I keep doing it that way because I have yet to have a consequence of it not working out. So in the same breath. Right. Exactly. So there's definitely a correlation in there where it's like, I know what I need to do. And I know, um, I know the value that I bring. I know the results that I can give people. I think on some level, I, there's, there is a little self-doubt in there because, you know, I see other SaaS agency owners out there who are super good at coding and they're super good. And I'm like, I'm not that person, right? I'm like, so how could I possibly charge more money when I can't do what they do? But I'm like, but wait a minute. I, just because I don't know how to do it doesn't mean that I can't find somebody that can do it, right? So it's very conflict going on in there. And, you know, the the fear of, but I'm, it's just, you know, $149 a month for the software. Why are you charging me $10,000? that, that, right. So it goes back to people are buying me, people are buying the transformation that I can give them with their business. It's more than software. Like, I think that's where I get hung up is that it's like, I'm the only thing I've added, I've added to my business is software is a CRM. I'm not a CRM selling coaching. I'm a coach also providing a CRM as a benefit. And I think my brain 
only looks at, oh, the CRM, the CRM, because then I'm not promoting myself. I'm promoting another product, Mm. right? It's like the person who is really good at selling someone else's product, but they're terrible at selling themselves. There's probably some of that maybe deep down, deep inside. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a case of, and I've seen this an awful lot. So mm-hmm. there's the the trifecta here. Let's let's go for it. You've mm-hmm. got the the product, yep, which has given you more opportunities, but also given you some headaches. You've got yourself. Mm-hmm. You're selling yourself. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, nobody wants you. Nobody wants the software. What they want is the result of that. And you yep. said that eloquently. They want the transformation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Take the pressure off yourself. Yeah. the pressure off the solution mm-hmm. it's all about okay what's in it for them what is their what is their why what are they actually trying to achieve and how is it going to help them and that may help you get to the decision of done for you done with you mm-hmm. diy mm-hmm. who do i want mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. i want to be high ticket i want to help these amazing people but i want to give it away for free and help these people you want to help everyone it's admirable mm-hmm Maybe it will change throughout your your time, but finding the right thing for you. Now we're all the way back to alignment, staying authentic. Mm-hmm. And it's tough. And we find ourselves moving. So yeah. This is this is fun to oh can't wait to do another episode here to really dig into this even <laughs> further. It's been it's yeah. been cool. Hope you've enjoyed playing along and and sharing yeah. oh, everything behind the scenes for for you and your business. Yeah. Like I said, like what's behind the curtain? I'm an open book. Like I'm happy to share all the struggles and all the bullshit that goes along with it, right? It's all the bullshit. All the bullshit. <laughs> well, hey, look, Elaine, if people want to find out more about, about you, the work you do, um, where can they find you? Literally just Google my name, Elaine Terso, and I show up everywhere. <laughs> there you go. Everyone, you have your marching you orders. There you go. That's that's how you find me. I'm I'm all over the place. So Super. Well, Elaine, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for behind the scenes. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having me. It was great chatting with you. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. See you next time. Bye.